Navi does, desperately searching for the young... Uh, sorry, it went dark. <laughs> my phone, no, my phone literally turned off in the middle of me reading it. Welcome back to the Cape Swoosh Podcast. My name is Jeremy Doyle. Today's adventure is one of the best ones yet. The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, created by Nintendo and adapted as a manga by Akira Himikawa. But before we begin this journey, it's important to let you know that we don't own the story or characters of The Legend of Zelda. We have been fans of this franchise all of our lives, and it's been a dream to bring one of its most treasured stories to life. So please, support the authors, artists, and creators of both the manga as well as the games, because they are masters of their craft. Now, without further ado, it's time for our own quest to begin. So, let's meet the heroes guiding our way. Hi, I'm Katie Claire McGraw, and I'm playing Link. My name is Chant McLeod, and I'm playing the Great Deku Tree. Hi there, my name is Kirsten Morgan, and I'm playing Navi. Hi, I'm Catherine Mattiucci, and I'm playing Saria. Hi, I'm Jared Cardenas, and I'm playing Mido. I'm Haley Carlich, and I play Goma. I'm Matt Delhauer, and I will be your narrator. We open... On the night of a vicious thunderstorm, the rain and lightning unrelentingly assault the land of Hyrule, thundering the landscape with its merciless storm song. Judgment, perhaps, for the war it has inflicted upon itself, as flames rise from the castle in the distance. Out of the gates, a lone rider flees across the countryside. A woman, gravely wounded, moves with reckless abandon, choosing to brave the unrelenting storm over a war begun by a would-be usurper. She struggles to maintain her mount, willing the beast to ride faster, and faster still towards a destination unknown. In her arms, her child cries, terrified of the howling wind and rain that nearly drowns over his cries. She can't focus on that now, however. As she struggles to maintain consciousness, she wills her horse in the direction of the one place she believes will be safe. Eventually... After hours running from storms and phantoms, she carries her child deep, deep into the woods, before collapsing, unmoving. Beholding the scene before him, the great Deku Tree, the wisest of all beings in the woods, regards the woman and her child, and his decision is made. Sometime later... This is the deep forest that spread across eastern Hyrule. Kokiri Forest... In the Kokiri tribe that lived there, everyone had a fairy of their very own. But for some reason, there was one boy who did not have a fairy. His name was... Elsewhere in the woods, a young hero naps in a tree, blissfully unaware. Link. The Legend of Zelda, by Akira Himikawa. Shall I begin? A long, long time ago, before Hyrule had taken clear shape, three goddesses descended to this land. One was Din, who created the red earth with her flaming arms. Another was Nehru. With her wisdom, she gave law to the world. The last one was... Outside of the Deku Tree's grove where he was recounting this tale, Link bursts from the trees, landing on top of one of his fellow Kokiri. Hey! Watch where you're going! Oh, sorry! 
The Great Tekko Tree story is ending, so I've gotta hurry! He tries to make his way into the grotto, but his path is blocked by three other Kokiri boys. One steps forward, looking particularly smug. Whoa! Hang on there. You can't go past here. Why not, Mido? I can go wherever I want. Because I'm the head of the Kokiris. We can't let a defective twerp like you listen to the Great Deku Tree. What are you talking about? Get out of my way! If you want to get in, why don't you show us your fairy? Link doesn't listen to Mido's taunting. He instead headbutts Mido in the sternum. <laughs> knocking him to the ground and instigating a scuffle between the two, while Mido's lackeys stand by cheering Mido on. Eventually, Link gets the best of Mido and pins him to the ground, sitting on top of him. How about that? That'll teach you to call me defective. From out of nowhere, something whizzes by and whacks Link in the face, knocking him into a nearby pond. As Link emerges, the thing in question is revealed to be Mido's fairy. Cheaters! Who's cheating? Fairies are part of the Kokiri tribe, she's the same as me. As the boys taunt Link, the ground and trees shake. From out of the grotto, the great Deku tree's voice bellows. What are you doing? Crap, he found us out. Mido and the other Kokiri boys run for it. But not before Mido gets in one final taunt. Yeah, fairyless! And with that, the boys disappear into the forest, leaving Link alone in the pond. Link, silent now, gets himself out of the pond and makes his way into the grotto, where the great Deku Tree regards Link with sympathy. Cheer up, Link. Don't pay any attention to Mido. Great Deku Tree, why am I the only one who's different from everyone else? I'll tell you when the time comes. Yeah. As Link sits upon the Deku Tree's roots and contemplates, another Kokiri makes her way up to the great Deku Tree and waves to Link. Link! Saria! Great timing! There's something I want to show you! Oh? What? Link jumps down to Saria and reaches into his satchel. From it, he pulls out a slingshot. Ta-da! I made it myself! Oh! Um... How do you use it? Well, with this, you can get fruit in the trees that you can't reach! He demonstrates, loading the slingshot with a nearby nut and pulling back, firing it into a nearby tree and knocking down an apple high from its branches. Wow, awesome! Hey, let me try! Link hands over the slingshot, and Saria experiments with drawing back the sling. Meanwhile, from the shrubs close by, Mido peeks his head out, spying on the two. That creep. He's flirting Saria again. Despite staring at the two friends, he somehow fails to notice the rock Saria just misfired, and gets nailed between the eyes, knocking him for a loop. The day passes, and Link and Saria continue to venture the woods together, testing out Link's slingshot. It's amazing how you think up stuff like this. Hmm, <laughs> I guess I am a little strange. Maybe that's why I have to wait forever to get my fairy. Oh, Link, even without a fairy, you're my very best friend, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll play my ocarina. We'll dance. She pulls out her treasured instrument and plays a song of the forest. One meant only for those who are close to her heart. Together, Link and Saria spend the rest of their day dancing to her music. As the sun sets and the two sit together by the pond... By the way, I've been having the same weird dream over and over lately. The sky's pitch black. I'm standing in front of a huge house with a peaked roof. Hmm. A castle, maybe? A castle? What's that? Something deep in the forest? 
Why are things I don't even know about showing up in my dreams? The Great Deku Tree said it's something far away from the Kokiri Forest, across a great plain. He said the world is wide, with lots of different countries. The world? I wonder what the rest of the world is like. I wonder what's out there. All those things I've never seen. Meanwhile, strange black clouds were gathering over the forest. But Link could not see them yet. Even as he returned home, laying in bed, lost in his thoughts as sleep escaped him. I wonder... If I told the Great Deku Tree that I wanted to leave the forest, would he allow it? Uh, I guess not. The boy's exhaustion finally catches up to him, and he drifts into sleep, along with the rest of the forest. As all of the kokiri and spirits of the forest fall into a peaceful slumber, save for one. Save for an ominous presence, making its way into the grotto of the Great Deku Tree. Its one red eye transfixed upon the Elder Spirit with lecherous intent. It cackles as it draws near. When... Who goes there? No evil may enter my forest. You will not pass. The being is surprised for a moment at the tree's awareness, but suddenly springs from the shadows, driving its claw into the hide of the Great Spirit. How sad for you that trees cannot move. Like a sickness, it melts into the great Deku tree, disappearing into its body. The tree shudders in anguish, waking a small creature in its branches. The young fairy, panicking, checks on her keeper. Great Deku tree? Great Deku tree, hang on! Navi, the evil being is now inside me. My freedom is leaving me. Tree, what should I do? It seems the time has come for the boy without a fairy to begin his journey. The youth whose destiny it is to lead Hyrule to the path of justice and truth. Navi, go now, find our young friend and guide him to me. I do not have much time left. Fly, Navi, fly! The fate of the forest, nay, the world, depends upon thee. And fly, Navi does, desperately searching for the young man the great Deku Tree spoke of. Meanwhile, at Link's home in the trees, or more specifically, underneath it, a certain someone hatches a plan while holding a Kokiri saw. With this, I'm going to cut open a hole by Link's bed. And when he gets up, (laughs) well, time to get to work. He positions himself on the underside of the raised platform that acts as Link's porch, trying to figure out how to best position himself on Link's ladder with the saw. Navi, meanwhile, flies right past Mido and enters Link's home, where he is still sound asleep. Hello? Link! Wake up! The Great Deku Tree wants to talk to you! Link! Get up! The boy continues to sleep. Hey! Come on! Can Hyrule's destiny really depend on such a lazy boy? This time, the fairy's outburst startles Link, causing him to jump out of his bed and straight onto the floor. Uh, who are you? You finally woke up! I'm Navi the fairy. The great Deku Tree asked me to be your partner from now on. Nice to meet you! Uh, a fairy? Yeah! Before she can even finish responding, Link explodes with joy. Yeah! 
grab me? All right. Oh, I'm going to go boast to Mido. Link, wait. Again, before she can even respond, Link plummets down a hole that was cut into his porch not seconds before by Mido, who was unable to get out of the way in time and was promptly squashed by a confused Link, breaking his fall. Mido, what are you doing here? Important stuff. The two Kokiri get to their feet, but as they do so, they notice something. Something wrong with the forest around them. The grass is withering? The trees, too. This is the first time something like this has happened. Something evil has come into the forest. The great Deku tree is in trouble. Link, you've got to hurry. Hey, Cape Swoosh fam. So I hope you're having as much fun listening to this as we did making it. But the fun doesn't have to end after this episode. There's a heck of a lot of great stuff from Cape Swoosh for you to listen to. But where, oh where, can I tune in, you might ask? Well, let's see. How about Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify? Those sound like the actual answer. That's absolutely where you can find our podcast. You can also find the podcast, along with a bunch of other awesome stuff, at capeswooshproductions.com. So check us out, give this episode a like, and subscribe to Cape Swoosh Productions so that you don't miss out. And now... Let's continue on our adventure. Moments after Navi's grave warning, Link runs as fast as his feet can carry him to the Great Deku Tree's grotto, followed closely by Mido. Great Deku Tree! What's wrong? Answer me! He's cold. As if he's... dead. Mido? Link? Saria, with the rest of the Kokiri behind her, has now joined Link and Mido at the Deku Tree's side, having heard Link's panic. Link, however, does not respond, as he continues to inspect the forest guardian. Eventually, he hears a faint noise, one that almost sounds like cackling. That's weird. It sounds like it's coming from this weird lump here. Link examines the spot in question until it opens, revealing one grotesque red eye. Ah! What the heck is that thing? The beast climbs out of the Deku Tree's side, revealing its full arachnoid form to the Kokiri, who react with terror. This is her, Link! The armored parasite Goma! She's the one that cursed the great Deku Tree and made him like this! Stone! Where is the stone? It crawls across the tree's surface, entering the knoll of the tree's base and disappearing into the dark. Give me the stone! A deadly silence fills the forest. The Kokiri people are all too afraid to move, or even speak, until the boy without a fairy, pulling out his slingshot, decides to make his stand. I'll beat him. Link? What are you doing? I don't know. Hopefully something that helps. But I have to do something. Uh, wait, I'll go too. And I'll take this. The Kokiri sword handed down in this forest. Did, did you have that sword this entire time? Shut up! You have the slingshot. Now let's go save the forest. The boys follow the creature Goma into the dark of the tree, climbing further down his roots into the shadows. Don't get too excited, Mido. Shut up. I'm not going to let you be the only one to show off to Saria. What are you talking about? I'll never let you have her. Watch me save the day. Ah! What's this sticky stuff? Hey, uh, hurry. Come out, stupid. Shh. Navi, you followed us down here? I said... Shh. I hear a weird sound. She flies around the roots of the tree, illuminating small sections at a time, until they at last see her, Goma, as well as her true intentions for the Deku Tree. The stone. 
There's the stone. The, that thing. The great Deku tree. It's eating him. Goma has latched itself under the tree's roots, driving its fangs into them and drawing out his life force. However, now that there is new prey, Goma uncoils herself, revealing her massive size to the smaller Kokiri warriors. You too. Shall I take a bite out of you as well? The battle begins, and Goma slams her tail where Link was standing. He leapt back instinctually, loading a seed in his slingshot. Turn the great Deku Tree back to normal! He fires, but the seed only bounces off of Goma's armored hide. Give me the stone! Where is the stone? Damn it, it's not working. What's all this about a stone? Link! Mido is- Link looks to Mido, who is frozen in absolute fear of the giant parasite. Goma tries to drive her massive claws into him, but Link manages to tackle him out of harm's way in time. That was dangerous! Don't make this harder! Shut up, meddler! Oh, jeez, look out, meddler! Goma charges, forcing Link and Mido to retreat back. Link continues to fire seeds from his slingshot, but to no avail. As he backpedals, he fails to notice Goma's web and is trapped by it. I... I can't move! Damn it! Stay away! Take that! And that! He fires more and more seeds at Goma, but as before, they seem to do nothing to the monster, who continues to press forward, her fangs bare. Not good. I only have one left. Great Deku Tree, I'm sorry. Goma moves to strike, but is hit from behind by a rock. It turns confused. Hey, Ugly! The real hero is over here. Try and take a bite out of me, why don't you? Mido? Jeez! What are you throwing? The hero's rocks! You have a sword! Can't! Too scared! Well, can you throw the rocks a little better? You almost hit me! Can't! Still scared! Ah! Mido throws a rock wildly, narrowly missing Navi. However, he does manage to hit the wall by Goma. It bounces and grazes Goma's eye, who reacts violently. What just Link! That's it! Goma's weak spot is the eye! Go for the eye! Done! Hey! Goma! Goma, blinded and thrashing, immediately charges towards the sound of Link's voice. <laughs> gotcha! He fires his last seed, and it hits Goma directly in the eye. She falls back, screaming, before smoke rushes from her dying form, and she decays rapidly. Soon, Goma is no more. In her remains, amidst the pile of ash, was a dead beetle. This is Goma's true form? Just a little buck? After the battle... Link and Mido climb out of the Great Deku Tree's roots, proud of their victory. Great Deku Tree! We beat Goma! You did well, Link and Mido. With your powers combined, you broke the curse. But it seems my life cannot be saved, after all. What? Why? No! Don't die, Great Deku Tree! Even though I fought so hard, this isn't right! Link... Listen carefully. While I was being eaten by Goma, I could understand her intentions. She was also being cursed. The one who wields this terrible evil power is the king of the people of the Black Desert. He plans to rule Hyrule and make the Triforce his own. Triforce? The Triforce that holds the power of the gods handed down from Hyrule's ancient times. Whoever touches it has the power to remake the world in the image of their own heart. If touched by a pure-hearted person, the world will become good and just. 
If someone with a dark heart were to touch it, the world would be conquered by evil. A crisis in Hyrule is drawing near. We must not allow that dark-hearted man to touch the Triforce. But with your courage, we may be able to crush that man's ambitions. But why me? I can't fight. Something is so scary. Yes, you can. Learn about the outside world and grow, Link. Those words affect Link, and he falls silent as he regards them. Go to Hyrule Castle. There should be a princess there that has been chosen by the gods. Give this stone to the princess. The Kokiri Emerald that the black-hearted man wanted so much that he would curse me for it. A mythic aura bathes the grotto, and a piercing light shines from the Deku Tree. From it, a stone emerges and falls into Link's hands. The Kokiri Emerald. The spiritual stone of the forest. I'm counting on you, Link. I believe in you. Right. I understand. Thank you, Great Deku Tree. You should make a shield from my remains. It should protect you from evil. Great Deku Tree. Navi, help Link. I entreat thee, Navi. Everyone, good bye. Great Deku Tree! The Great Deku Tree has fallen silent. The Kokiri, the fairies, the entire forest mourns him. After a moment, Link turns to Mido. Lend me that sword. What? Um, sure. He hands him the Kokiri blade, and Link wastes no time taking a piece of the Deku Tree's bark and carving himself a Deku shield, engraved with the symbol of the spiritual stone of the forest. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Navi? It's nice to meet you. Let's go, Link. Let's go? Where are you going? Wikokiri can't live outside the forest. I want to see the outside world, Mido. Just how big it is. What's out there? With my own eyes. Once I've delivered the spiritual stone, I'll come back. <laughs> Just to take the sword and, uh... <laughs> Don't you come back! Sorry, Mido. Wish me luck! Don't come back, moron! Link runs and doesn't look back, tears streaming down his face as he charges across the bridge that leads out of the forest. Before he can cross, however... You're leaving, aren't you? So sorry I won't stop you, but I'm really going to miss you, Link. You'll come back one day, won't you? I've always thought that I was different from everyone else, but... You know, hmm? this forest is my home. Yeah. Here, please take my ocarina. As a gift, play it sometimes. And remember the forest, okay? I will. Goodbye, Saria. I'll be back. I promise. I know you will. She watches as Link crosses the bridge into the unknown holding on to her memories of him with dear life until she would see her dearest friend again. Link, meanwhile, emerges out of the forest and into a clearing, beholding the wide world for the first time. He's unsure of where to go, 
but takes off anyway, venturing into the greatest of unknown. So, I don't know if you heard the news, but I've got a secret for you guys. We have a Patreon! So, we at Cape Swoosh don't ask for money for our productions, but as we continue to grow, we would definitely appreciate your support. You'll get the chance to not only hear some behind-the-scenes shenanigans and patron-exclusive productions and talkbacks, but also to weigh in on what Cape Swoosh should tackle next. So, if you like what we do, and would like to be part of the Cape Swoosh experience, jump on over to our Patreon and become a patron today! For now, though, let's finish up our journey with the young hero Link, and get to know some new adventurers on our quest. Hi, I'm Katie Claire McGraw, and I'm playing Link. Hi there, my name is Kirsten Morgan, and I'm playing Navi. I'm Haley Carlich, and I play Impa. I'm Catherine Mattiucci, and I play Gerudo Assassin. I'm Jared Cardenas, and I play the shop owner. Hi, I'm Dalton Snyder-Smith, and I'm playing... Hello, I'm James Pertless, and I am playing... <laughs> I'm Matt Delhauer. And I will be your narrator. Across the countryside of Hyrule, a cart from the Lon Lon Ranch makes its way towards a nearby castle to make its daily delivery of milk. On the back of this cart sits Link, with Navi close by, both amazed by the vast landscape. This place is huge! Good thing we ran into this carriage, huh, Link? Good thing he has a cart full of fresh milk to drink. So, the one we're supposed to meet at the castle... It was Princess Zelda, right? Right. And then we give her the spiritual stone. Don't mess it up. The cart driver calls out to the pair, alerting them that they've arrived at their destination, Hyrule Castle Market. Link and Navi bid the friendly driver farewell and enter the bustling town square, filled to the brim with Hillians, all shopping and moving and going about their day. Whoa, so many people. This is the world? The buildings are so huge! He takes in the area around him, searching specifically for the pointed roof he remembered from his dream. Unfortunately for Link, every single building has a pointed roof. Navi, which one is the castle? Not really sure. Welcome, welcome, fresh bread, best in Hyrule. It's true, you'll miss out if you don't look. Uh, food? All that traveling. I'm so hungry. Can't move. <sighs> Hang in there. You did just have some milk, right? Link, his hunger getting the best of him, immediately grabs some loaves of bread and begins stuffing his face. Mm, this is great! A hundred times better than the fruit in the forest! He continues to shove food into his mouth until he notices the shop owner staring at him. Hey boy, you're gonna give me money for that, right? Money? What's that? Ampudent cat, he's a thief! young girl watches from the gathering crowd as the shop owner lifts Link into the air, accosting him. Suddenly, he notices the Kokiri Emerald in Link's bag and takes it from him. Well, aren't you carrying a nice little thing? Ugh! Give it back! Give it back! If you want me to give it back, come back with some money. Wait! The girl steps forward from the crowd, holding a bag full of rupees. I'll pay for him. Give him back his stone. What? Two hundred rupees! He stares, amazed at his newly acquired riches, and the girl grabs Link by the wrist, leading him away. Who are you? It doesn't matter. Hurry! A while later, away from the crowd, Link tells the girl his story. I see. You're from the forest. Yeah. Thanks for helping me get the stone back, by the way. It's really important. 
It's a very pretty stone. It's the Kokiri Emerald. The great Teku Tree said I had to give it to Princess Zelda. Really? So, I gotta get going to the castle. But I doubt you can get into the castle all by yourself. The guards are pretty strict. What? Navi, what should we do? I don't know. There has to be a way. I'll make you a deal. You play with me today, and if you do, I'll take you to see Princess Zelda. Really? She's a great friend of mine. Here, I'll prove it. She hands Link her proof, an ocarina, which bears a symbol of three triangles stacked on top of one another. Huh. What a weird-looking mark. Oh, no. Without warning, the girl disappears from sight. Before Link can call out for her, he sees an imposing armored woman, a symbol of an eye engraved on her chest piece, coming towards him. You there, young boy. Have you seen a young, noble girl around at all? She has blonde hair and blue eyes. No. Uh, No, I haven't. Ma'am? I see. Thank you. Without another word, she walks away. Once she is gone, the girl peeks her head up from behind a nearby fountain. (laughs) Thanks. Now, let's go. There's an interesting store over here. She grabs Link by the wrist again and drags him off. Hey, Link. Are you sure about this? There's something strange about that girl. But she said she'd let us meet Princess Zelda. (sighs) You're sweet on her, aren't you? (laughs) Well, she is really cute. Ew! Ew! Here, look at all the food I found. Oh! I got them because the shop owner said you're such a cute girl. Later, in front of another shop... Bomchu Bowling. What's a bomchu? I don't know. A bomchu, it turns out, is a moving bomb. Link and the girl wind up being pretty good at bomchu bowling. Whee! This is fun! I wonder what kind of a person Princess Zelda is. Is she beautiful? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> nah, I bet she's really ugly. Strangely, the girl's bomchu finds its way over to Link as he says this and explodes in his face. Wanna play again? I'd rather not. The two continue to play together all day, shopping, running, wearing masks, and dancing through the streets. As the sun sets, they sit together by the fountain. It's night already? Time really flies. The day is over. Thank you for today. I... I wanted to see what it was like even just once to go shopping and pay by myself and play. Just like a normal girl. Your name! Tell me your name! I'm Link! And we should play together again sometime. I... I'm... The girl is stunned by Link's words. As she tries to form the words to respond, a figure darts from the shadows, drawing ornate blades. Link positions himself between his new friend and the shrouded figure. What the heck are you? Girl, I know who you really are. Give me the Ocarina of Time. The woman's words scare the girl, and she tries to run, but trips on a gap in the cobblestone road. You think you can run? The masked woman draws her blades and moves to strike, only to be blocked by Link's own Kokiri sword. He again positions himself between the girl and her attacker, while the girl looks on in awe. Who do you think you are, boy? 
she arms herself to fight Link, but suddenly tenses, hearing something that escapes the boy's notice. Instantly, she sheathes her blades. You got lucky, boy. Next time, luck won't save you. She disappears, running into the shadows. Link gives chase into an alley. Ugh! Wait! Come back here and fight! Link and the assassin vanish from sight, leaving the girl alone. Without sound or warning, the armored woman from before approaches the girl, placing a hand on her shoulder. Princess. Impa? I'm glad you're safe. Now come back to the castle. Yes. I suppose we should. Moments later, Link emerges from the alley, Navi following close behind. Huh? The girl is gone. She probably just went home. Girls can be fickle. A small glint of blue catches Link's eye. He picks up the object, recognizing it. That girl from before had this. It's kind of like the ocarina I got from Saria, but it feels different. Hey, Link, listen! We need to get going. The Great Deku Tree trusted us. We must get to the castle! Uh, Yeah, I guess we should. As dawn broke, Link and Navi made their way to the giant building nestled further away from the market, hoping it to be their destination, Hyrule Castle. Indeed, as they approached, the sheer number of guards on patrol confirmed their suspicions. For a normal boy, entering the castle would be impossible. However, it was dawn, and the guards were still trying to wipe the tiredness from their eyes. As they patrolled, they kept an eye for someone traveling on the ground. Not a young man who spent his life climbing trees and vines, who had a certain eye for finding secret and narrow pathways that went unguarded. It took time, and more than a couple close calls. But eventually, Link made his way into the heart of the castle, into a beautiful courtyard dressed with the rarest of flowers. Upon the opposite end of the courtyard's entrance, a young princess stood, spying through a window, observing the actions of her father. As Link entered, the young princess regarded him without turning. Link, I knew if anyone could sneak past the guards, it would be you. (laughs) I haven't told you my name yet, have I? She turns, and though her clothes are that of the royal family, Link could never forget the girl's blonde hair and crystal blue eyes. You! You're... I am Zelda, Princess of Hyrule. Hi. I'm Link. Link! Yes, I am Link. No, Link! The stone! Oh, yeah! I am... Have this. From his satchel, he reveals the Kokiri Emerald. Oh, also this. You dropped it back there yesterday. Accidentally. He pulls out Zelda's ocarina. She smiles and takes the ocarina from Link, holding it in her hands as she gazes into Link's eyes. But really, what a surprise that it turned out like this! Is it that surprising that I could be a princess? Nice going, dummy! I hate to interrupt. The two children turn in shock to regard the man now standing at the courtyard's entrance. A tall man, dressed in black armor, whose very presence made Link's skin crawl. Greetings, Princess Zelda. I've just met with your father. Lord Ganondorf, entering this courtyard without permission is an insult. (laughs) My apologies, princess. Though I will say, cementing relationships between my people and the people of Hyrule is an honor. This is a land filled with beauty, and you, princess, are the most beautiful thing of all. Save your flattery, and leave my sight! 
Link is shocked to hear Zelda speak to the man with such disdain. Ganondorf, however, merely laughs and bows. <laughs> As you wish, milady. By the way, the treasure passed down through your royal family, the Ocarina of Time. You have it, do you not, princess? I wonder, could you show it to me sometime? I don't know anything about it. But it's odd, a thug asked me the same thing yesterday. They wouldn't happen to be an acquaintance of yours? Ganondorf's face drops at this accusation, but he cannot muster a reply. He simply turns and begins to walk away, but not before catching Link's eye. The two stare each other down before the black-armored man leaves without a word. That was Ganondorf, the leader of the Gerudo tribe, who live in the far west. Right now he swears loyalty to my father, but... That man's real objective is to the Triforce, which is in this country's sacred realm. The Triforce? Is he the one the Great Deku Tree warned me about? I've been having this dream. A frightening dream in which Hyrule was covered by a pitch-black cloud. But, at that time, a single beam of light broke through, shining over the land, revealing a figure accompanied by a fairy and bearing a green shining stone. Fairy? Stone? Wait, you think that person is me? Ever since I first saw you, I've known that you were the one who appeared in the dream. I'm scared. That Ganondorf? There is no mistake that he represents those black clouds in the dream. I feel that his dark heart will destroy Hyrule. But my father will not believe me. I believe you. The great Deku Tree died because of his dark power. We must not give up the Triforce to that man. Where is the Triforce? Where is the Sacred Realm? The entrance to the Sacred Realm is in the Temple of Time, but it is tightly sealed behind a stone wall. To open it, gather the three spiritual stones and place them in the temple. That is what has been passed down. One other thing is also necessary. The treasure of the royal family. This, the Ocarina of Time. So there are two more spiritual stones. I'll go find them. Link? Princess Zelda, you hold on to that ocarina. I'm going to find the other two stones and then return. Link, thank you. We must not allow the Triforce to fall into Ganondorf's hands. We must save Hyrule. They look at each other. Zelda's wisdom and Link's courage binding the two together. Together they knew they would overcome the power of Ganondorf and fulfill a destiny that transcended time. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a like and a subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also check out some of our other awesome full-length work on our YouTube channel or on our website at capeswooshproductions.com. We hope we see you all next time, as we've got some great stuff planned for February, including the long-requested Mad Love. Catch you guys next time.